We're good. What's up, guys? Ma'am. Wow. I caught like him. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the J Podcast, guys. I'm your host, John Jenkins. I'm back. Last week, I had some stuff I had to deal with, but I'm back now. I'm here to talk basketball. Y'all listen, y'all know what y'all know what the deal is by now. Shout out to Millions Co. Shout out to the platform. You know, they always showing love. Uh, you could definitely follow me on Instagram at Shoot the J Podcast, Facebook. That's where you could find me at. All things basketball. I'm talking about it. I'm being about it. I'm doing what I got to do. So let's get right into it because obviously, you know, the hot topic right now is we got Team USA. Obviously, they just had their, their tune-up game. They played Puerto Rico. I think individually, like, so I was talking to, I was talking to a friend of mine because we, we really challenge each other's, like, basketball knowledge. You feel me? So I think the thing that we kind of were getting at, every, obviously, every – USA team, every FIBA World Championship team, it should be a collection of the best of the best players together. Like, obviously, we had the Dream Team in 92. You had the Redeem Team in 08. The, you know, the the uh, FIBA Team in 2012 with KD, you know, Lamar Odom, all those guys. Like, all those teams were obviously, like, the best of the best players that were available. Because some, some players, you know, the best of the best in the NBA is not necessarily all from America. So got the best of the best of those guys, obviously. And then, so the thing was, we were going back and forth because, you know, there's trolls and things like that who, when they posted the the roster, they were like, oh, man, like, there's no way, like, this roster is good. So, after, so I'm going to, oh, man, we're going to, what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you the team, obviously. And then I'm going I'm to tell you why this team here, is probably one of the best assembled teams that FIBA has put together in a while. So let's go here with that. Uh, we have, let's see. All right, so here we got the USA FIBA basketball roster. All right, so. Obviously, here we have – why are you doing this? Oh, they're doing it this way. Okay. That's cool. All right. So, obviously, first up we have, you know, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis Grizzlies. Good good center. Can play inside, outside. <clears throat> so, that's, that's fine. I think reigning defensive player of the year. So, good ad. Like, USA usually lacks – size when it comes to playing against other countries. So that's cool. Like cause last year we had Bam on a bio. So Jane Jackson Jr. is good for, for FIBA. Next we have Brandon Ingram who obviously will take his game to the next level playing uh internationally. So got Brandon Ingram from the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously we know what he's about Mikhail Bridges Mikhail Bridges who took his game to another level like we saw what he was able to do as the go-to guy for the Nets so imagine when we when you incorporate him in a hey this is your specific role but if we need you to to go get a bucket we know you can so that that was that's going to work dividends for them and we're we're talking about size right now pause talking about size so you got Jan Jackson Jr. tall linky guy Brandon Ingram tall 68 you got Mikhail Bridges 6'6 wingspan. Let's see. After that, you have Anthony Edwards. Obviously, we know what he's capable of. 
So this will definitely take him to another level uh, for that Minnesota Timberwolves team. Uh, obviously, we got my guy, Jalen Brunson, New York Knicks starting point guard. So he obviously, you know, he, he was one of the uh, the raw, you know, he, he was he was one of the snubs for uh, All NBA and and most improved. But you know, I, I think uh, the like I, like we can we can never downplay like international play. Like it it is it really like just shows players that you know like even though the NBA is where all the best talent is, all with the it's a superior, you know, talent is. It's like, hey, like there's people who come over here and who are doing the damn thing. Nikola Jokic, uh, Luka Doncic, um, like players, players, uh, Giannis. Like players are really, you know, they, like obviously there's a select few that catch up and who really prosper in the NBA. But it's, it, I think the it keeps you to just be like, hey, like, like international players are like, all right. Like I know I'm the best, but at this at this state, it's like it's bigger than me. It's bigger than the team I had. It's bigger than everything at home. It's like yeah, I got USA on my jersey. I'm repping my country. I have to play in an elite level. Where it's like once you reach that elite level internationally, now you're like, hey, like that's something I can tap into when I get back to the league. That puts you know different players above other different players. You know, because that that exposure to you know, wanting to get your game to that level, everyone doesn't have that, or everyone's not afford that opportunity. So, we got Jalen Brunson on the team as a guard. We got uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who might be one of the most complete players in the league right now. Especially, you know, doing on doing on both ends of the floor. You, we know what he's about as far as playmaking. Um, so, yeah, being a six five guard that that helps a lot. Uh, so, you got Halliburton. Uh, we got Cameron Johnson, who's just a, a pure shooter. Like that's. That, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, yeah, like what is what is Cameron Johnson about? He's gonna get he's gonna get you a bucket, but you better watch out for him from downtown, like from long range. Like he he's gonna be in his bag, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that he's six nine. Like uh, I will all take that. Pablo Vincaro. So we got the twenty twenty two NBA first uh, number one overall pick. So I like Pablo's game. Like it's you know it's it's not it's not that he's like uh, this great like entity that's on Team USA. It's just like hey like you'll play well, you'll get the exposure, you'll get the you know the feel for the game and things like that. But it's like playing around other elite talent that you wouldn't do during the season that can elevate your game as well and get you and have you tap into something else that you just never knew was uh you know, it was possible. Uh, I also like Walker Kessler. I think he's, he's valid. I, I see, I seen him play uh, live. So I, I like that they got, you know, a nice rim protector. I've, I've definitely seen him play. I've seen him play, you know, like uh, I've seen the switch play the perimeter play uh, the rim. So I think that's, that's ideal. And, you know, like good, good, good move to like add you know these different um different big men is the is the, is the thing i'm saying like we like i feel like team usa hasn't had a legit big man since maybe 2012 maybe 14 i think it was whenever tyson chandler was the center i think that was the last like legit tall defensive anchor big man that 
that Team USA had. So I think that that's a good addition when you got so you got Triple J and you got uh uh Kessel Walt uh, Kessel Walt. So that's good. So then we have Josh Hart, obviously one of the guys who one of the glue guys who does you know a little bit of everything, nothing too fancy, nothing too crazy, but will you know will help the team. So that's always a good thing. Um Let's see, Austin Reeves from the Lakers, who showed he's he's a great asset. Um, he, I'm trying to think, what else, what else do we have here with him? Yeah, I must say, game one, he was a in lay bag, is what they say. Let's see how many points he had. I know, I just saw they basically who they play. Oh, they play Puerto Rico. That's what they say. I know, I'm not tripping. I'm like a pitching that's crazy. But let's see, let's keep going. We got Bobby Portis who rounds out the uh the roster, 6'11. We all know that he's an inside outside kind of big. Uh so I mean, look, let's let's put it this way. I I know it probably comes off as a as a hot take or you're just like bro like you're just you know you're 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 gaslighting you're just trying to do clickbait like no like this might be one of the best teams assembled by FIBA basketball because you have to you have to think most times you just when you just throw all the best players on the court it's like all right cool like obviously like they'll they'll get the job done but it's one of those things where it's like there's that gel period where it's like, all right, like this person does this, this person does, all right, who's the alpha male? Who's this? All right, what, like, how do we, you know, build this? How do we build that? Like, it's a lot of, I don't want to say friction because it's like when you put the best players, they'll figure it out. Whereas this team right here assembled, it's not all the best players in the NBA. Like, it's it's a it's a decent amount. It's a, it's a good amount of players who are elite in the NBA. But the thing I think about this is, their games all match each other, if that if that makes sense. Like I said, you got Halliburton who you who can get you a bucket, but you don't have to worry about that. He'll get other people involved. Jalen Brunson, he can he can go get you a bucket, but he can also get people involved. Anthony Edwards, slasher, shooter, lets the game come to him. Mikael Bridges, same thing, lets the game come to him. Three and D. Brandon Ingram, I'll go get you a bucket. You you whenever you need a bucket, I can go get it. And he elevated his assist game this year, too. Um we saw what Austin Reeves was able to do uh, on the Lakers playing alongside LeBron. So you learn some things from him. Josh Hart, like I said, doesn't need the ball to contribute. Uh, crafty defender, rebounder. Uh, like I said, Walker Kessler, we, you know what he's when you know what he's about. Cameron Johnson, you know, when when you know the shot clock's running down late or something like that, can go get a bucket, but at the same time, within the offense, with Steve Kerr, your coach, you know. The threes are going to open up. Things like like all those things will open up, and he'll be the beneficiary of a lot of three pointers. So I think that's a I think that's a, a plus for them as well. And, and you know, like I said, you got Pablo and Carroll. You could throw him in with any unit. He'll he'll turn up. Uh, you know, like I said, Mikael Bridges, Brandon Ingram, like all these guys, Jared Jackson Jr. Like we we see we see the the uh, multifaceted scores that they have. But the big men, the slashers that they have, and the guards. That that's always that's always been a thing. Guards who were, you know, who could get other people involved. Jason Kidd, Chauncey Billups, Darren Williams, Chris Paul, 
like the, the the list goes on with, with elite point guards who you know could set the table who can who can you know not gonna make you guys panic when you're playing you know against a team that's like you thought you were supposed to you thought you were supposed to spank and they end up staying in the game so little things like that now I'm not like I said I'm not saying that they're on that level but what I'm saying is those things those things help you beat the stronger the you know stronger competitors or those those types of things help you beat, uh, you know, you know, teams that are not even supposed to be playing with you. Those are teams that you know help you. You know, those are players who help you. Like, all right, man, let's get rid of them. Let's 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 get out of here. All right, man, let's let's cook these guys. Let's get the bench in. Like, with those types of guards and those types of people who know their role, this game should be fluid. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't. I haven't followed personally. Uh, Puerto Rico basketball, so I don't know what their what their threshold is. I don't know what their what their goals are. You know, some teams just you know come for the experience. It is what it is. I think, like I said, this was an early test. It was a good test. Obviously, USA found a way to flip the switch in the second half. End up winning by forty. They said uh, in in the in the telecast they were saying how it, it was basically a twenty two zero run at one point between the third and fourth quarter. So the obviously the USA has the firepower to do what they have to do. Like that's like that's not up for discussion. That's when we won't be confused about that. Like they'll they'll get the job done. Now here they have some more tune of games where basically you know just you know they have uh they're going to Spain I believe to play Slovenia and Spain and then the reals everything starts everything starts up August twenty sixth. So if you're a morning person or a really evening, like late person, August 26th, set your calendars because Team USA, here's their schedule for exhibit. So it's their exhibition schedule and like their World Cup schedule. So um, the first stuff, the, well, the first stuff, <laughs> the first game is August 26th against New Zealand. Then you have August 28th, August 28th against Greece, and then August 30th versus Jordan. Shouldn't shouldn't be too crazy. Might get you might get a hockey dance in, in the in, in the first in the first game. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, you know, go, you know, go get your go get your waves done in Greece and, and on the twenty eighth, and then, you know, like get whatever needs to be done against Jordan. That that should be fine. Then it says um, after that. Uh, so here are the exhibition. So that that's their world. That's their Group C matchup. So August twenty sixth, New Zealand. August twenty eighth, Greece. Then August 30th versus Jordan. One day in between rest. Cool. Then you have their exhibition game. So we have August 7th against Puerto Rico. Obviously, just did that. That was a Vegas. It's cool. Then they're going to fly to Slovenia. Then they're going to fly to Slovenia on August 12th. Well, they're going to fly to Spain. I apologize. They fly to Spain. They're going to play Slovenia on August 12th. Then they're going to stay in Spain next day and play Spain. So that's August 12th, August 13th. Then they're going to fly all the way to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, they're gonna play Greece and Germany on the 18th and 20th. So it's a it's a it's a hefty little travel schedule. Um, I think uh, the schedule for exhibition should should get them right. Cause you you gotta think, you know, Spain, who's been you know a thorn in in, in the American side. Slovenia, we all we all know who's gonna be on the other end of Slovenia. Uh, so you, you definitely want to have that. And then you know, I mean, Germany used to be a Used to be a guy over there 
who used to do uh, one-legged fadeaways, who really, really, like, tormented us. But, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I think the exhibition schedule is good. Like, those are some quality teams that need to, you know, test to see if America, if, you know, U Team USA is, you know, the, the still the superior, you know, uh, team. But, like I said, I don't, like, I'm not here to be like, all right, well, you know, like, we'll win because we're America. Or it's like, nah, like, that's that's not how that works. Um, I, I can be put on the record saying this is one of the best assembled Team USA teams that don't feature superstars. Like Brandon Ingram's nice, all-star. You know, Anthony Edwards, all-star. Jalen Brunson, like, could be an all-star. Um Mikhail Bridges could be an all-star. Like, like all these guys have the potential to be, you know, all-stars in the league. But there are no, there are no names where you're like, all right, like, yeah, I know that guy. Okay, I know that guy. All right, okay, like, you'll know him if that's your team. But there's nobody, if you saw this roster, would jump out to you. So, like I said, so I think because of that, you don't, like, there's no there's no one person that the, that the opponents, the fans, like, anybody could just horn in on. It's like, all right, like, Who's the guy? All right, we know we got to stop them. Like, there was times where, like I said, it was just Kevin Durant on the team. So if you got Kevin Durant leading, leading the charge and you just got you just feel peace around him, that's fine. You Kevin Durant and the other best players in the NBA, that'll get the job done. Obviously it did. They won gold. Coach K, like, we saw all that. So, obviously we've seen where that can happen. Now – in this instance where, like I said, all the all-star level players are meshed together, the games fit, obviously the coaches saw that. Don't get me wrong. A lot a lot of people were nervous. You know, well, not nervous, but a lot of people was like, oh, yeah, man, I, I told you. Like, once that select team beat them in back-to-back scrimmages, people were like, nah, like, we might not even medal. This side third. Like, this team is going to be regular. No. It's all good. Tell it. It's all good in the hood. Team USA is going to figure it out. They're going to be all right. They're going to be good to go. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to see. The 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 main people I'm excited about <clears throat> watching them take their games to the next level, obviously, Jalen Brunson has done that, so it's not like a, it's not like a, oh, I can't wait for him to go there to come back and, like, take his game to another level with the Knicks because we, we saw that. We need his teammates to do that. I think the three people I'm more excited about is, obviously, Anthony, Anthony Edwards, like, is, like, you know, obviously, Tim, the Timberwolves have been to the playoffs, been to the play-in. He's been the the focal point during those times. It's time. It's like I feel like this this like season or this off season of international play should put him to another level. Mikael Bridges, we saw him kind of. I don't want to say handcuffed in Phoenix, but it was like, hey, like I fit the system. I work here. We saw what he did. Then he goes to Brooklyn for the trade, and he's averaging twenty plus points. But it's one like you know, like your score like that's cool. I like how here, him and Brandon Ingram obviously kind of do the same thing. So it'll be it'll be good to see if he puts an emphasis back on the defensive end where we kind of knew him as. Like most people know Mikael Bridges as a three and D player. So it's like it's interesting to see like hey like will they go back to that? Is that the plan? Like you know can he can he modify his game while playing with other elite talent? Like so I think. Doing this here, he'll be able to raise the level of other players once he goes back to the Nets full time. Like him and him and Cam Johnson both should have the same impact from uh, from FIBA. And lastly, I want to say 
I mean, obviously Austin Reeves, because it's like, you know, you're already playing with LeBron, so it's like for you to showcase your talent on this level and to be productive and to be like someone who's really like really good, that should I think that would that would benefit greatly. But lastly, I think I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Tyrese Halliburton. So this is because obviously, like we 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 know what Tyrese brings to the table: bucket getter, facilitator, tall guy. Like I said, he play he plays well on both ends of the floor. But I just think, you know, like I said, international play is different because you you're you you all are playing for one common goal, and it's not you know that's not a champ. It's not an NBA championship. Like cause that's back home. You guys are all playing for the gold. You guys have USA on your chest. The, the the level of locking in is different. And to be able to lock in like that, you know, at work or, you know, internationally and then come home and still be able to lock into the same way, I think I think that's a huge benefit that will take take their games to another level, make them even more elite. So yeah, so those are my three guys. Tyrese Halliburton. Anthony Edwards for obvious reasons. And then you have um, um, Austin Reeves. Yeah, we have Austin Reeves. And um, yeah. Oh, Mikel Bridges. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a good little crew. Can't I, I can't wait to catch more games. Uh, like I said, obviously they have a game, uh, I believe it's on the 10th, right? I said. Uh, their next game's on the 12th, so to be against Slovenia, we're gonna, we're gonna see what Luke is about. I mean, obviously, Jalen Brunson has seen what Luke is about in practice, you know. So, well, he used to see what he's about in practice. Now the now the Knicks just you know we be, we, we be chopping up Dallas now, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, should be good, should be a great uh great showcase. Uh, I'm definitely picking. You know, Team USA to win gold. Like it's this, it's not a, it's not rocket science. Like you're still the, you're still a superior country. You just gotta stay. You gotta stay up with it. That that's it. That's the, that's the the main thing I think that will keep um, Team USA with the crown. You know, above above all else. Another um, NCAA tournament. But yeah, so you know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud to you know watch this team. I think I think you know I watched it last night and I thought it was you know it was a good performance. I just don't like being wrong. So I, anytime they win, I'm like yeah, I'm that that's cool. Like that works for me. So you know should be good. Uh, so yeah, so we'll tune in next to uh, so obviously I mean since we're talking about you know USA and you know like the world and stuff, uh, uh you know I'll transition to um, the NBA real quick because obviously you know. That's where the some of the best players in the world live. And this year we're gonna honor some of the best players in the world. And so uh it just it was just well not just released, but they just came in to see the uh Hall of Fame class of 2023. So I think that's that's extremely dope that like you know these guys are fun, you know, getting their recognition, like it's amazing. Uh so first we're gonna go with two-time NBA champ. Just got his jersey retired by the Lakers as well. Pal Gasol. So he was once the, I think, I believe he was once the rookie of the year, right? I think he won rookie of the year. But, you know, like to, to start off, like I said, Pal Gasol, one of the elite big men during his time. Um, 
Kobe's right hand man. The the thing that the thing that changed the trajectory of Lakers because they were they were they were done for. Lake Lakers were finito. Y'all had y'all had Kwame, y'all had all this they had y'all had all this terribleness around the around the franchise, and for some reason, Memphis wanted to get fleeced so bad that they saw Gasol for Gasol and just took the trade. And don't get me wrong, Marcus all worked out for, for the Grizzlies, but he was no pal. And boy, did pal turn up for the Lakers. Back-to-back championships, uh, held his own against KG, and he's the reason why Kobe Bryant has five of them things. So shout out to, congratulations to Pal Gasol. Um, So this class, so we got Power Soul, like I said. We have the Becky Hammond. Listen, don't be don't be a fake fan. Like if you wasn't rocking with Becky Hammond when she was playing for the San Antonio Stars, eh, maybe. But if you wasn't rocking with Becky Hammond from the New York Liberty, don't like nah, you like don't don't be that guy. Don't be like, oh yeah, I love WBA. No, bro. You was not rocking when Becky was rocking the garden. She was, she was, Becky Hammond was like that. Now, now I, I was already a fan of the WNBA because, you know, Teresa Weatherspoon, Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops. But my team, you know, Vicki Johnson, Rebecca Loba, like, that's, that's my team. That's New York Liberty. That's me. So when Becky Hammond came on, I said, oh, we didn't have that. We didn't have that, like, long gap between, like, okay, really good guard, sorry guard. Good guard again because of the draft. Like it was Teresa Weatherspoon, good guard. I think we had another good guard, but it wasn't like it was, she was no Becky Hammond. And then Becky Hammond came through, and I was just like, "All right, New York Liberty is back, baby. We back." So you know, Becky Hammond was a is a WNBA legend. You see what she was able to accomplish with the Las Vegas uh, Aces, winning them their first championship, being able to coach Aja Wilson. Um, you know, Chelsea Plum, I mean, Kelsey Plum, like all these guys, like all these players, she was able to get it done, get the chip. Now she's one of the, I believe she's one of the highest paid coaches in WNBA. But I mean, and then she was, you know, obviously interviewed by multiple NBA uh, teams, moved up through the ranks uh, at the Spurs under Greg Popovich. So like Becky Hammond is like that. Like put put some respect on them. If you if you don't know, Google her. If you don't got Google, do something. Find out who Becky Hammond was. And don't disrespect. Keep keep it funky. So who else we got? We got Greg Popovich, obviously. The the one of one of the goats. I I, I have I I have trouble putting him over Phil Jackson only because obviously ring count things like that. But it's like the the name of the game is to be able to adapt. That's the name of any game. Like, like that's what you want to do regardless. So. So, you know, obviously, like I said, the, the thing is to adapt. So with, with adaptation, that man, Greg Popovich, was able to prolong his career for about another 50, I want to say... I don't say another 15 because because Tim Duncan just retired. So I want to say maybe he's prolonged it for another like 
Well, obviously, he just got the extension. So I want to say another 12 years. Because, you know, after Tim Duncan retired, obviously, I was like 20, like Tim Duncan. Kobe retired at 16, so it had to be a little before then. So you had, so at 2014, 2015, you lose Tim Duncan, like your generational player. Kawhi Leonard gets hurt, so now you lose that guy too. I mean, you get DeMar DeRozan, you get DeJounte Murray. Like, you get these guys. But those 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 guys are peanuts compared to David Robson, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, uh, Tim Duncan, um, Kawhi Leonard. Like, all the, like, Pete, like, they're peanuts. And the way this man has was able to adjust his team, adjust the way that they think, adjust the way that they play, and has prolonged his career to where it is now, where he just got another extension after getting Victor Wembanyama. Listen, let's give let's give Greg Popovich the the respect that he deserves while he's still here. Let's give him his flowers. Let him know that like, coach, you are one of the best to ever grab a clipboard. Uh, continue to be great, continue to, uh, you know, be that uh, olive branch for these up, upcoming coaches. You know, there's, there's there's plenty of coaches that have, you know, come from the ranks of, you know, Greg Popovich, Mike Brown, you know, Steve Kerr learned a thing or two from, from, uh, from, from Pop, Becky Hammond, Tim Duncan's now a part of that repertoire, uh, Jacques Vaughn, like all these, all these coaches from underneath, you know, uh, Greg Popovich have gone on to do some great things. Gone on to, you know, get head catch, get head coaching jobs. So I think, you know, like I said, it, it should be it should be noted that uh, Greg Popovich is one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport, and definitely top three when it comes to uh, the NBA. So uh, this is a great segment because we can go from Greg Popovich to his guard. The point, listen. So they're like, as a sports guy, like obviously I watch things, but when it comes to like documentary stuff, like I'm real like selective, like what I watched, I'm like, all right, like that, that like, not like obviously like regular human beings, like, okay, that interests me, that doesn't. But it's like, you heard, like if you, but if you hear like a certain thing, it's like, all right, cool. Like obviously the Steph Curry documentary just came out. So that's like, oh, it's Steph Curry. Let me, let me watch that. You hear Tony Parker documentary and you're like, why the f- does Tony Parker have a documentary? Like, like where we like where are we going with this? Like, why? What the hell? So, I decided I'm like, you know what? Tony Parker has a documentary. It's on Netflix. Let me watch this. And I was blown away by the things that I learned about him, by the things I learned about the country of France, how they how they shape like how they real. No, I'm not even say how they shape how they treat the game of basketball. Not just their athletes, how they treat the game of basketball specifically. Like they have, like there's, I guess you want to call them recruits or whatever you want to call them. They're at the highest level, like at a young age, 12, 13, 14, 15. And these guys are at like a little camp, like a school. And it's in the mornings, it's school. In the afternoon and evenings, it's basketball. And more basketball, and a hint of more basketball. You got some. You got a little more school, just to you know even it out. But that's like the the discipline and the and the like the way that the the country invests in like in the school and this in this like you know um, I guess it's this mode or this you know this this plan of like hey like. 
these guys could come out, you know, come out of this country and be some of the best basketball players ever. Come back, represent your represent your country in, in, in the in the Olympics or in FIBA or whatever. And like it's just it's just I I was I was I was blown away on like just the dedication that these young guys had because they knew the mission or the goal was, you know, I want, I'm, I, I play professionally in my country already, 14, 15 years old. The goal is to get to the NBA. The goal is to, you know, do this correctly, you know, fo- follow this work ethic, like do, you know, like all these things to make sure that they succeeded. And that Tony Parker documentary hit the nail. Well, it opened my mind to like, wow, I can't believe like there's other countries out here doing this, doing things like this. So, you know, Tony Parker, he was, you know, teammates with Boris Diaw, uh, Ronnie Turioff, like all, like all both NBA champions. But Tony Parker just did something for the Spurs that just put them over where it was like people couldn't believe, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more specific, not just people couldn't believe. His own teammates couldn't believe. They were like, yo, this, this kid's really good. Like, and it was crazy because he thought Greg Popovich did not like him. Like, he really, he was really under the impression, like, oh, man, like, I might not be here long, but he took, he took that and just, you know, manifested it into like, yo, I'm, I belong here. I'm one of the really good guards in the league and I'm going to prove that. And he's the, he, you know, he took home finals MVP in 2007 when the Spurs beat the Cavs, but it was just, it was easy for him. And when I say easy is, you know, when you're learning from Tim Duncan, you're learning from David Robinson, you know, you, you guys get Manu later and you learning from Manu as well. Like all those things, matriculated and allowed him to be a better point guard, a better player. You know, he, he played for his country. He, you know, he meddled there numerous times. So I think, um, yeah, like Tony Parker is definitely one of the most underrated guards to ever touch a basketball. I mean, like the, the resume speaks for itself, like four rings, uh, finals MVP, you know, long like his longevity with the uh with the spurs like those those things are rare to come by so i think so tony parker definitely deserves his flowers as one as the as one of the you know best guards to uh ever play this game so now here is one of the kickers because obviously i my one of my things always like who's a headliner who's this who's that who's this who's that so i'm like okay bet so i think for this one He's not – so obviously the headline will go last. <clears throat> but between these two guys, yeah. All right, so the headline is obviously last. So who's not the headliner? And you you guys tell me in the chat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the two names. You got Dirk Nowitzki. You got Dwayne Wade. Now – the year Allen Ives retired, it was AI. I think it was Yao. It was Shaq. And people were like, "Yo, who's the who's the headliner?" AI, AI, AI. I was like, "Guys, Shaq was one of the greatest players to ever touch a basketball." Like Shaquille O'Neal. Like, yeah, I think that was a headliner. He's like, "Nah, bro, you're bugging this AI." I said, "Bro, it's Shaq." Then the next year, obviously, you know, well, not directly the next year, but you know, the year the year we had Kobe Bryant. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, you know, RIP Kobe Bryant. We, we never got a chance to hear his speech. But, I mean, obviously, 
you know, Kobe Bryant would be the best player in that, in that, in that, you know, in that class. But then you have to think, so wait a minute, Tim Duncan might be the greatest power forward of all time. Now you can use personality. You can use, you know, uh, contracts, you know, you can use things like that as a barometer, like, you know, what, like the headliners really so-and-so, so-and-so, but it, it, it wouldn't be, it you wouldn't be wrong if you said Tim Duncan. KG was nice. But he's no Tim Duncan. KG was nice. He's no Kobe Bryant. So here it's a tricky one because Dirk was that guy in Dallas. And I hate that. Anybody who knows me, I hate the Dallas Mavericks. Like, despise them. Unless I'm on Shark Tank, then I love Dallas Mavericks. But yo, despise the Dallas Mavericks. But to know but to know the Mavericks, you gotta know who Dirk Lewitsky is. Listen. Dirk was that guy. He was able, he was the first one to, to, to foil the big three. And by foil, I mean beat them. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just like really astounded. That's like, wow, like Dirk was, Dirk was really him. See, see, look, Dirk, Dirk was really him. That's a statue. Statue outside, outside of American uh, Airlines Center, of Dirk Nowitzki. They they have a thing called Dirk Nowitzki Way. Come on, man, it, it doesn't get more real than that. There, look, I'll I'll, I'll maximize it for you. Look at that Nowitzki Way. That's love right there. Dirk was that guy. Obviously. NBA champion, Finals MVP. You, you like you stack the resumes against some of the best. He's he he's one of the best. Dirk Nowitzki. All all NBAs, All Star appearances. He's got it. But I I just I just can't put him over this guy right here. Dwayne Flash Wade was him. He was him. Dwayne Wade was that guy. Obviously, one of the first uh, draftees of that 2003 class to to prove that they were that they were him. Finals MVP, won a chip in 05, got drafted in 03. So Dwayne Wade was like that, guys. Now I know some people have problems, you know, like when we name, you know, top three guards of all top three shooting guards of all times, so obviously MJ's, obviously Kobe. That third one gets tricky. I got you got people throwing hard in there. You got people throwing AI there. Dwayne Wade. I said the third one. Dwayne Wade. The th- number three. Where's the respect at, man? Dwayne, listen, in this class, Dwayne Wade, for me, as a headliner, three NBA championships. I can't, I can't, I can't penalize him because LeBron James didn't have the wherewithal to win without him. Can't penalize him because Chris Boss decided to come to Miami as well, like in their prime. So I can't, I can't fault Dwayne Wade for orchestrating that. But what I can say is, besides him being that guy, besides them changing Dade County to Wade County for a day, Dwayne Wade's the third best shooting guard to ever play the game. And I'm just, I'm just so, uh, you know, 
impressed with like just the certain things that like Dwayne Wade like comps like you know like we all know flashy things like that you know when he wasn't fighting injuries Dwayne Wade might have been one of you know one of the best two-way players in the league couldn't shoot worth a lick but he can you know play defense get to the cup you know it, it, it was fine because Dwayne Wade would do whatever it took to win and I think that it's safe to say that you know his his legacy is cemented as one of the greatest players to ever, you know, not only play in Miami, but he's cemented as top 75 players of all time. Um, yeah, like, I, I just, I'll keep repeating it. Dwayne Wade was him. So, you know, like, I think this is an amazing class for 2023. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I, I plan to take the pilgrimage again, going to the you know, Basketball Hall of Fame. But uh, yeah, you know, I just like I said, I'm, you know, keeping the show like very, you know, you know, World Basketball Hall of Fame, like you know, keeping it real, you know, like intact today, nothing too crazy, you know, no, 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 no chairs or anything are coming out, just regular. But um, yeah, like shout out to the class. But yeah, I'm. If you had a, if you had a choice, you could let me know in the comments or you know, like when you watch this on Facebook or YouTube, whatever. If you had to choose between Dirk the Whiskey or Dwayne Wade. For a headline in this class, who you picking? I'm like I said, I already told you guys, I'm going with Dwayne Wade. Like, that's a clear cut deal. So, you know, so it's it's a good show. You know, I think we're gonna, you know, have more stuff to talk about next week. Uh, you know, just and and maybe I'll, I'll keep it a little more, you know, like cool and open as far as like talking to you know things outside of basketball, maybe some sport, maybe some other sports or whatever, you know, or just whatever stories like come back tie back into basketball. But yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Look, thank you for tuning in each and every week. Thank you for the support. Thank you for those who listen. Thank you for those who follow, subscribe, like. Thank you for everything, all the support. Uh, and I'll continue to give you the best content I know. Listen, tune in. I'm always doing something new. Check my social medias and you'll you'll be locked in. Turn on that notification. Anything you need, let me know. But this has been another episode of Shoot the J Podcast.